Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kind Conversations with Christine. I'm your host for today, Christine. Before I start, I want to put out a trigger warning, rape and sexual assault. So if you know you might get triggered or it's a trigger your trauma or something like that, yeah, just be warned, basically. So yeah, I have my bottle of water here because I'll be doing a lot of talking today i'm going to try and divide this into different parts and if it becomes too long i will just do it part two so first and foremost rape culture is basically a culture where sexual violence of any sort is treated as the norm and victims are blamed for their own assault and we've seen that happen so many times especially in nigeria because of ignorance mostly it's a culture where Institutions protect rapists, promote impunity, and shame victims, and demand that women make sacrifices to avoid sexual assault. So, yeah, that's where institutional misogyny kind of comes in because it's like, for example, you're working at a place and your boss is, your superior is sexually assaulting you regularly. And maybe you cannot report, but even if you do report, there's a very high chance that your case will be overlooked because it's like, what's the big deal? Like, just ignore it. That is an example of rape culture. Also, there's this thing that men do where they say, not just men, I see a couple of women do it too, where they say things like, oh, arm yourself, don't go out late at night, don't. Um, carry your taser do this do that do this do that you're putting the burden of sexual assault on the victim and please before you try and recommend that kind those kind of things to women the meaning to see something about a sexual assault case please let it be known that those things can only do so much to protect women can only do so much to protect us because the main work comes from talking to your fellow men basically so we all know these things we nobody wants to be raped nobody wants to die so it's it's just these are things that we've heard over and over and over again and instead of putting the burden on the victims i think you should actually talk to your fellow men so when you say an assault case your first instinct should not be men should it should be men should men should do this men should respect women respect their choices that kind of thing rape culture also causes sexual assault to be trivialized as i said ignored and made into jokes personally yes <laughs> i've only seen one person make jokes about rape but i'm very sure that there are more people out there i'm here to tell you that a joke is supposed to be funny and there's absolutely nothing funny about sexual assault not even one thing there is nothing funny about sexual assault and people like to mask it with dark humor now i feel like because of social media yeah, dark humor has kind of lost its plot so people mistake satire for dark humor first and foremost secondly dark humor involves making fun of your own trauma not other people's trauma because of your privilege so let's say god forbid i was in an accident here and I decided to make jokes about my trauma related to that accident. That that is dark humor. You can't be making jokes about another person's oppression and you're calling it dark humor. That's not how dark humor works. 
please there's nothing funny about with jokes nothing like i've actually seen someone use his full chest <laughs> use his full chest to defend making rape jokes that it helps the victims heal faster and i'm like um excuse me Anyways, now let me bring it to Nigeria. What rape culture looks like in Nigeria is first and foremost being victim blaming. You cannot walk into a police station, and I'm saying cannot because I don't think it has ever happened in Nigerian history that you walk into a police station and say you want to report a rape, and they do not start asking you questions like, "What were you wearing?" What were you doing there? Oh, he's your husband. He has the right to. And yeah, I think I should just chip it in right now. Marital rape is a very real thing. And in Nigeria, it's not it's not illegal for a husband to rape your wife. If you understand consent, you understand that marital rape can occur. I'm going to talk about this later on in today's podcast. But yeah, so it's like you're blaming the victim. What were you wearing? What were you doing there? Why were you drunk? Why were you out at that time of the night? Victim blaming is a part of rape culture, stigmatization of rape victims. So the shame that the rapist is supposed to be carrying, the shame that the sexual assaulter is supposed to be carrying, puts that shame on the victim instead. So it's like, oh, she's a disgrace to the family. She has been defiled. I hate that word so much, defiled. Like it sounds so dirty and doesn't sound like a word that she used to describe a human being at all. Or oh, he's 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 a man. What kind of man allows? them to rape him which leads me to my next point which is toxic masculinity this is the what would like to describe this is like the biggest reason why male victims do not come forward and i'm personally speaking from a place where i have a couple of male friends that have told me about their sexual assault stories which usually occur which i've noticed usually occur when the, like when boys are really small so there are people that actually believe that men cannot be sexually assaulted that men cannot be raped and if you're listening to this and you're one of those people I beg you in the name of God or Allah or whatever God you serve please tarnish that mentality because if you understand consent if you understand that if somebody is not up to age or somebody is not in compliance with any sexual assault that has been carried out to them, you have assaulted or you have raped that person regardless of their gender. So toxic masculinity is another reason why rape culture thrives in Nigeria. And so just a couple weeks ago, like two or three or four weeks ago, that it just became a thing for male victims to be able to report sexual assault or rape cases to the police. But I don't think the mentality was still changing a lot of police people's minds though but anyways then there's the other thing what if she's lying actually i'm going to postpone it and talk about this in my next point so the next thing that promotes rape culture in nigeria is denying the fact that men can be sexual assault victims and women can be perpetrators too just like i said toxic masculinity you feel like all women are and i feel like it's an idea that has been pushed by the patriarchy so it's like oh women are small women are weak women are women don't have that kind of power how you allow a woman overpower you and that's these things just take us back to the drawing board because you do not understand 
concerns like i have said and i think i'm going to say this up to 10 or 20 times in today's podcast if you understand that rape does not necessarily have to be violent it's not necessarily you necessarily you pinning the person down and forcing them on you forcing yourself on the person that's not necessarily how rape is so it's like oh how can a woman overpower you and that kind of thing and that's a very toxic mindset to have because it really affects male victims and male victims cannot come forward with their stories i've only seen a handful of men actually come forward like in public or let's say social media to talk about the things that have happened to them then another thing that promotes rape culture is hiding rapists under the guise of bro code like under the, the disguise of bro code with the things that have happened this couple past months with tina and owa and all these things i've seen a couple i don't know if it's just performative activism but i've seen like a few men be like there's no bro code in hiring rapists that that doesn't work and i really hope that you guys are actually implementing this kind of idea in real life let's not just be keyboard warrior type of thing so a lot of guys feel like snitching snitching in quotes is against the bro code and i'm here to tell you that under no condition should you hide a rapist because you automatically become a potential rapist and a rape apologist in that case like your friend your friend should never be able to get away with rape just because oh he's my guy or he cannot do that please let me let me let me make it clear that all the rapists that we see on tv or we see on social media they are all somebody's guy they are all somebody's father they're all somebody's uncle somebody's brother so before you're very quick to say oh he's my guy or he cannot do that kind of thing that's not how person he is please think twice thank you very much then the other thing that we used to do in secondary school and i'm saying we because it was very popular i i, I never did it i never did it please this thing i don't know what they call it in my secondary school but in my secondary school i think it was called swiping i can't really remember but basically you and a lot of grown men still do that today i don't know i don't know what it's called but you you're walking behind a woman and you position yourself in a way that you can you can brush yourself on her ass or or touch her inappropriately basically that's that's a form of sexual assault i'm sure you know it's deep down that is a very 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 big form of sexual assault and if you do that Bro, that's that's fucking sick. I know someone that I told that I know I was talking about this thing with somebody one day and he was like um but we were just kids or what if the girl enjoys it. How your victim reacts to um whatever it is that is being done to them does not de- does not deny or change or nullify the fact that you are assaulting them. Let that just be clear. Another thing that makes rape culture how many times am I going to say this? Anyways, another thing that makes rape culture thrive in Nigeria is lack of faith in the judicial system, police extortion, and a corrupt government. If I, I see so many men argue on social media that since when the Twitter become what do you call that thing? A court, something like that. If in Nigeria, we have a reliable justice system where a victim can walk into the police station and report a case 
with their chest and know that everything will be done to get justice for them nobody would have to go to social media the same way we go to social media for different things whether it's we're reporting we're talking about police brutality or what have you that's the same way rape victims have every right to come to social media to raise their cases because in nigerian police system if you go to report a rape case they will ask you for money even before they take your statement even if after they take your statement they ask for money all along the way and imagine someone that has already been traumatized having to go through this extra stress just to get justice this is a, this is one reason why people rarely come forward why people rarely take their cases up and the last one but this is one that really i really i really find repulsive what if she's lying now i know some of you have beef with your internet some of you have beef with google because you purposely do not like to go out and look for information you do not like to do research so i will be doing the research for you now rape victims are not believed because in reality we live in a very misogynistic society if if you ask a rape victim of their experience i know that there are a couple rape victims have heard their stories and their um rapists told them things like oh don't tell anybody because nobody will believe you um they will blame you for it or just those kind of ideas that kind of thing they put in their victim's head and the truth about the matter is that they are not lying they are not lying when they say those kind of things because we live in a very misogynistic society that will always take let me i don't want to say always take the man's um the man's side but men have a certain privilege over women whether you choose to accept it acknowledge it or not men have a certain privilege over women so on twitter may look like oh everybody is believing victims everybody is doing this and doing that but when you go to the real world you see how corrupt how corrupt the system is in nigeria here victims rarely get any form of justice and i think we all know this so before you ask yourself oh she might be lying ask yourself what does she stand to gain from lying and i'm not saying that false accusations do not happen at all but when you use that to shut shut up like real victims then it becomes a problem and i'm actually going to help i'm actually going to like bring out the statistics because it's like some people do not acknowledge or some people deliberately refuse to acknowledge this me real quick so according to the criminal justice system statistics two to eight percent of rape accusations are reported as false so let's take the higher point on the spectrum let's say eight percent of those accusations are false which will leave behind 92 percent of those cases as real 92 percent of those cases as real and out of that 92 percent only 35 percent are reported leaving behind 57 percent as unreported and 6% of the 35% that are reported 
only 6% of the 35% that are reported are only 6% of those rapists are you know convicted so we have 92% valid cases then they go like 35% goes to the police leaving at least half of those half of those cases as unreported then those 35% that goes to the police only 6% out of them get justice of any sort why would anybody rely on a system like that why would anybody want to go to a system like that to report a case why let's bring it back to Nigeria so in Nigeria at least at least 10,000 women and girls are raped daily and if you ask me yeah that number is at least times three of what has been reported but obviously people will not really come out and say oh I've been raped but from what is available to us 10,000 women and girls are raped every blessed day in Nigeria and if that number does not scare you I'm here to tell you that you're very privileged anyways on to my next point and in a study carried out by the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics in 2017, 3,443 total cases of rape and sexual assault were reported. 3,443 total cases of rape were reported. I have to repeat these numbers so that maybe if you do not, if you do not get it the first time, yeah, you will get it the second time. Now, this is the point where it's actually interesting. Out of those three cases that were actually reported, zero zero convictions were made by the police zero as in not even one not even one rapist went to jail and out of the 36 states in nigeria only one state reported no case of sexual assault now during this covid lockdown the number of of rape cases and um, domestic violence cases have increased by at least 30 percent because obviously people are trapped in their homes with their toxic fathers and uncles and what have you. And I don't really, I don't think people understand what women say when they say men are trash. Because you guys, for some reason, not you guys, but like people for some reason believe that, oh, it's, it's only certain men that are trash. It's only strangers or this. It, it, really, it really has no, anybody any man can can be trashed that's just judgment about the matter and this is one reason why women need i don't know how to explain why women need a system that they can go to there are a couple of ngos that are helping the rape and sexual assault victims that are coming out this covid period but that's only a very small fraction because a lot of people cannot come forward with their experiences because they are scared and that's just that's just how it is now people like to bring up oh false accusations this false, false accusations that now false accusations involve lying and it affects a like false rape accusations it affects a certain demographic which is usually men yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to justify it. Please do not take that. I'm trying to justify it, but I'm trying to paint a picture here. So false accusations involve lying and they affect a certain demographic, which is usually men. While rape affects every gender and every age. So before you try and compare them, yeah, please 
first of all, must regard the numbers that I've presented to you so you cannot say, oh, you do not know. So 92, 92% of those cases are real. One, two, rape is something that can affect anybody. Anybody, man, woman, baby, old, it doesn't matter. Rape can affect anybody. And the effects of rape in- include lifelong trauma, suicide, depression, STDs, people get HIV and all those other STDs from rape. You have younger children dying from their organs being scattered. I've seen like so many traumatizing videos of baby victims of rape dying and having their organs being destroyed completely because of rapists and um, it's just so upsetting it really is you have unwanted pregnancies you have killing or having the survival of the rape if they speak up and we have stigmatization so let's say at the end of the day you're one of the very courageous people that come out to speak up about their rape cases the trauma you know that you come from the, from the rape will not be enough for people because they will try and put you through that trauma again these are the, these are the effects these are just some of the effects that rape victims experience and that trauma is enough to send to kill anybody now i'm not saying that false accusation victims do not get do not get any form of you know trauma from being falsely accused people need to understand that you can't compare something that rarely happens to something that happens every blessed day 10,000 please if, if anybody is trying to oh false accusations are just as um, harmful as rape please can you ask them how many false um, how many people get falsely accused in Nigeria daily because we have 10,000 women and girls getting raped the men that, that are also experiencing rape and sexual assault have not even been reported. So before they, they start telling you, oh, so so number of people are getting, so so people are getting forced accused, he's doing this, he's doing that, please ask them what number they have to to support their claim. Because it's not that people do not experience false accusations. Please do not take that that as what I'm saying. But when you try to trivialize actual rape cases that we see every week, if you're on Twitter, is every week or every two weeks. The one of Tina and Uwa, we have not finished recovering from it. There's another. There will always be another one coming up. Now, why would like last year? Some was it last year or year before last? Some women were. Um, when I say arrested in Abuja by Nigerian policemen because they believe that oh they are sex workers and so therefore maybe they deserve to be raped and those women were all raped in the police station I mean they just walked into I think it was a bar or a, a club something like that and they arrested innocent women and they because they believe they were sex workers they all they raped them in prison why would you suggest a victim or a survivor to go to these same kind of people to report their rape case. Twitter is not a court, Twitter is not a that, but you don't remember that when you're complaining about police brutality, you don't remember that when you're trying to when you're trying to raise money to maybe escape a toxic household or you're trying to raise money to do a project.
understand consent at their big ages. So I'm going to explain what consent is. Simply put here, we don't even have to yarn too much. Consent is basically asking for permission before doing something, and it obviously doesn't just apply to sexual crimes like rape and what have you. It applies to everything. Before you say someone's thing, you ask for permission. Before you touch someone, you ask for permission. So the same energy should be applied to, you know, sex. Before you before you try and sleep with someone, you ask if they are okay with it. And on no condition should you ask a drunk person or someone that is not in their right state of mind for consent because what kind of what kind of consent do you really expect them to give you? Now there are different ways that consent is where I see breached and the first one involves harassment touching people subtly or what have you there's a girl that came to Twitter to she posted a video of her being harassed by a man and these are people that I expect to know better do I? do I really? no I don't these are people that I feel like after everything we've seen this past couple of months they should understand consent at least so the man was talking to her politely in quotes but the thing that you do not understand is that harassment is not always harassment is not always violent it does not have to be violent anything any unwanted physical touch or any unwanted talking you do to someone can qualify as harassment the same way rape does not have to be violent rape as i said before does not necessarily have to be pinning the person down and they are shaking and they are crying and they are screaming that that's not that's not the only way rape occurs at all another way consent is breached i hope i'm using the right word another way consent is breached is sleeping with intoxicated people now this is one that i see happen a lot even if the person is not already intoxicated the guy will give the girl or whatever maybe a very heavy drink so that she will pass out or he will purposely get her high something like that just to sleep with her why would you do that kind of sick thing if that person really wants to sleep with you do you think you have to intoxicate them before you do it and there are also when it comes to rape and sexual assault crimes here yeah, we have to take into account power dynamics yeah so let's say in an office we have a boss that is sleeping with their support their subordinates like um you're looking for a promotion and you go to your boss and you're like oh i need a promotion and your boss is like you have to sleep with me first in that case here yeah, you are raping that person you're raping that person especially because you you know you acknowledge the fact that you have power you have privilege over that person and you're using it to your advantage the same way it applies to the ogre of the house sleeping with their house help because they know they understand that the house help is is dependent on them for food or housing or clothing and they know that she can't say no she cannot say no because obviously she's um she's dependent on him especially when the house help in question is underage below 18 And another thing is where people in 
places of power such as the police or doctors sexually harassing or raping their victims and all these things i'm saying i'm not making them up from thin air these are things that are happening every day if you ever care to listen to women i've seen um last week or a week before last by the time you guys hear this podcast it will be week before last there was a case of a policeman sleeping with a covid victim in one of the isolation centers these people understand their power over you and they 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 what what the word wow english is not really my fault child but they basically use their power to their advantage they are doctors gynecologists that's why a lot of women prefer female gynecologists because they know they can trust them with their hearts a lot of women get sexually harassed sexually assaulted or raped by their doctors it happens very very much often and another thing that a lot of nigerians seem not to understand is that marital rape is very much a thing marital rape is very valid and having sex with sex workers also you have to get consent you ask for permission before you sleep with someone it's not difficult i swear it is not difficult it is not i promise you a husband can rape a wife please let, let it be known it is very possible consent is not perpetual you when you're signing your marriage contract or whatever they call it you're not automatically signing perpetual a perpetual consent form that anytime you want that's not how it works same thing applies to sex workers yes they are good or service being sold in sex yes very we understand that but that does not mean that the consent is perpetual that doesn't mean that you get to to sleep with them anytime without their permission it doesn't work that way and there's this thing that that i see a lot of people say oh when a when a rapist comes out to say oh rapists are animals they are not men they are animals please let it stop let it stop because human beings and animals are different in the sense that we have a conscience we have the ability to think we have the ability to to conduct rational thinking we have the ability to understand we don't we don't live based off instincts we don't we don't live like we don't live in the bush we have a brain to use to use if you are listening to this and you can understand it you have you very much have a brain to think rapists are not animals they're very much human beings and we should stop trying to well to take away accountability when you say oh rapists are animals they are not they are not human beings they are not this they are not that you are taking away accountability from you know the rapist in question and that's very wrong 